Hello and welcome back to the Pocket Network Podcast, a podcast for real estate professionals like you to innovate your world. I'm your host, Margarita Petrosian, and each week I sit with real estate professionals to discuss industry hot topics, common challenges, and so much more. This week I have Anna from Anna Cara Loans. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Hello. Hello, thank you for having me. So, Anna, you are the, the founder of Full Service Mortgage Company, and it's, uh, uh, how long ago did you start the company? Uh, it's been 20 plus years at this wow. point. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. So, in the beginning, when you originally started, uh, did you start off working for someone else? Did you start, start off in another industry completely? What's your background? I started off, I, I got out of law school because I had to work. My mom lost everything, and I had to work to support the family. So, I started working under real estate and a mortgage company when I was like 17, 18 years old. And um, six months into it, I was just a receptionist then became the office manager. And then six months into it, I had more transactions on the board than any loan officer or realtor um, on there at the office. That's amazing. So I just fell in love with the industry and the process of it. And uh, I started my own company when I was like 19, 20. And then it's been nonstop ever since. That is so amazing. Way before technology made everything, I don't want to use the word easy, but uh, more accessible to young people. You were able to do this on your own. So congratulations on that. That's a huge accomplishment and especially to look at how successful you were. It's not like you tried something, went for it, and failed. At such a young age, you were able to make a company, found a company that 20 years later, you are doing amazing things. You're literally the pioneer in some things that we'll talk about later in the podcast in the industry. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. It's, it takes a lot of hard work, and I did fail a lot. But those uh, failures, I mean, there's no such a thing for me as a failure. You always learn from them, and just it's how you overcome it. And I always, uh, you know, uh, learned from every step, every little glitch niche that, you know, we had issues with. And just here we are here. So. Amazing. I, I would yeah. love to hear more about um, just any challenges that you had early on that um, you feel like you really learned from. One of the biggest challenges was for me, I mean, back in the days, imagine 20 years ago, starting off, there's this kid, like 18-year-old kid, uh, being, um, I don't want to call it, I I, I don't like the fact that I'm, you know, I'm a woman, this and that, but it was just the reality of it, you know what I mean? I never never played that game, I never used that as a tool, but it's just the reality of it, that as an 18-year-old young girl, being in a male-dominated industry, you have more women now in our industry in real estate and mortgage than back back in the day. So it was extremely difficult for me to overcome that, but one of the ways that I overcame that is just, you know, studying the industry ins and outs of it, both real estate and mortgage. Um, there are situations that I even even today uh, that I even know more than actual real estate attorney does, and I've saved thousands of dollars for my clients just because of that. And uh, my hard work and my dedication uh, paid it off, and it was difficult until I earned the respect that I needed to earn, and it was not just because I was a woman or because of my looks. You know what I mean? People say hello to you with your looks, and they say goodbye to you with your brain, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, I love that. So, uh, you know, I was very concentrated on that because I never wanted anybody to do anything for me for my looks. I want them to trust me and work with me for the knowledge and, you know, the value that I bring in on table. So that yeah. was one of the biggest challenges. And everything else just 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 came along the way, so... 
Yeah, so it sounds like you're, uh, you just stayed very consistent with your hard work and your dedication to the task in front of you, and everyone else slowly just realized that uh, with consistency and the hard work comes the recognition and the success. Definitely, without any questions. There's no such a thing as luck. I don't believe in luck. I think it's just being prepared for the opportunity. Yes. And that, you know, be, being prepared for it is just the amount of work that you put it into. For sure. You might get lucky with a walk-in client or someone that finds you, let's say, today on social media. But if you don't make them walk away from your office feeling confident or if you don't have the facts, then uh, you'll be lucky yeah. to lose them. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, so let's talk about the big thing. Recently, you posted on social media that you are now servicing loans in Armenia for, uh, to buy houses in Armenia. And financing, Yes. Oh, yes. amazing. Okay. Yes. And this, I've never heard this before. So you're in the industry. I want to ask you, have you ever heard anything like this? Well, there was a few years back, they tried, one of the big banks, banks in Armenia tried to do the financing, you know, get clients from here and do it there. And it was not, it was not successful because the level of the professionalism, the level of documentation was not provided in the right way. They had somebody to fly in here from Armenia and do it here. But obviously, they don't know the rules and regulations here. They have no experience in that. So the last two, three years, actually, this is not something new. I've been working on this for the last two, three years, and it's very, very, very early stages, but it's slowly picking up with the education because there's a lot of things that you have to educate people who live here in order to for them to trust over there for the certain processes to be completed in the right way. So um, that was very, very exciting that we finally came to an agreement. It's, it's, it's a slow start right now because of the educating process of it, but I'm very, very excited for the future, what it's going to bring. So Yeah, it's such an exciting opportunity. Yes. It's amazing. Uh, I know the people in our community, in the Armenian community, were, were hyped up for this, excited, even people that might not be able to afford to buy a home right now. But it's, it's something that I, I personally haven't seen, um, haven't been uh, aware of. So whether they've tried it in the past or not, clearly just uh, just the awareness of that product yes. was not there either. It's, it took me it took me about two years to do a lot. I did a lot of training in Armenia. Everybody was like, why are you going so much to Armenia? Besides the charity work and everything else that I was doing, I was training and actually a, a big staff uh, for one of the uh, largest banks in Armenia in order for them to understand documentations and to how to read and how to structure, how our structure of the loans are happening here and how would they underwrite here. Yeah. Yeah. in order for them to use the same, same information, same, same tactic guidelines to get them qualified over there. Yeah, I was so, actually going to ask about that. So are the loan terms the same as here, or are you able to adopt and just combine both uh, Armenian and American uh Loans, basically. Well, we structured, we structured, I structured basically a specific uh, program just for the, uh, you know, like uh, uh, people outside of Armenia who live outside, mm -hmm. just for them for particular buildings uh, or new constructions. And then there is, uh, if it's an old construction or it doesn't fall into a category, there's a different types of loans which will, they'll, they'll give it to you that is more towards whatever the, uh, the you know, the Armenian government is providing. Okay. But there are a few buildings that are specific to our guidelines like no prepayment penalty, like 15% down payment, you know, specific like fixed 20 or 30 year fixed loans. Uh, those are specifically built for us and only it's only provided to Anacara loans. So. Amazing. Congratulations on you. that. That is huge. And the fact that it's an exclusive deal also yes. that I just... Uh, 
congratulations to you for being able to negotiate that contract. I know that takes not only a lot of time, but just a lot of uh, commitment because it's not like you're just sitting around and bored with your life. Not only do you have this successful business you're running in America, you have all your charity work that you're doing and then also three kids. Yes. (laughs) I love that. I love that. For people that say women can't have it both with the home life and the work life, you're the second person that we've had on this podcast so far that has proven that that is absolutely false that if you're dedicated and you do all the hard work, you can have the best of both. True, without any questions. It's not easy, though. It's not easy. There are days you're just, like, tired of everything and everybody. But at the end of the day, you just have to do it. When, whenever I get asked the question, like, how do you do it? I said, I don't think about it. I just do it. Yeah. Yeah, if you sit down and dwell on the hard parts, we'll never get anything done. Definitely. We'll spend more time thinking about the stress than actually trying to get the work done. Exactly, definitely. So okay, we just and have then to do it. Yeah, exactly. So um, another question about the, this uh, the loan servicing in Armenia. So um, let's see. So, okay, this model that you have, the mm-hmm. contract and the agreement that you have with this bank, mm-hmm. uh, so it's a single bank that you're working with? No, it's not. What, the particular uh, structure that we have that is really more closer to our structure, it's just one bank for now. Okay. But everything else, it depends on whoever gives us the best rate, we just shop around if there's another uh, property besides the ones that are on the list. Okay, amazing. And then is this applicable to different countries, or would you have to actually go hands-on and learn um, just the way you did with Armenia? to set this up in other countries? Uh, well, in, in regards to purchasing in Armenia, you mean? Or no, if you wanted to take this program to a different country completely. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, um, not planning on doing that yet. We just have to, you know, test it out and see how it works and so on. But you never know. Down yeah. the line, you never know. Yeah, I know. I see great things in your future. You are so young and you've done so much we'll already. See. We'll see. Okay, and then uh, you said that, I, I know in the advertisement on Instagram, you said for citizens and non-citizens, mm-hmm. do you mean of Armenia? Yes, of Armenia. You know, okay. Meaning that if you're if you're a citizen of Armenia, because I have dual citizenship. I have yeah. U.S. citizenship and I have Armenia. citizenship both countries allow you to do that but if you live in u.s and you have a you know uh, armenian citizenship that doesn't mean you're you're an armenian uh citizen does that make sense because you don't live there for like two three years past three years you know all the time so uh you'll consider as a a u.s citizen or green card holder whatever it is then you're purchasing in armenia so you'll be able to qualify for that program okay and if you're not a citizen of armenia let's say Mm -hmm. uh do you have the same rights to the land as if yeah, you were? you do. Okay, you do. perfect. In that particular case, you do. Okay, and then uh, how about credit checks? I know that's huge with just buying a home... That's being done here. Literally everything gets packaged up if we were to submit a loan to the bank over here. Everything gets packaged up same exact way. It's just the structure of it. It's a little bit different because the loan amounts are very small. The down payment is small. You know, monthly payments are different, obviously. And the debt-to-income ratio, I bumped it up to 55% to, you know, to give more buying power for our clients here because the majority of people own a home here, you know, to just offset their income a little bit. So it's just everything gets packaged up the way you will submit a loan here that will go to underwriting and they were trained over there to actually review them that way in order for them to understand how you know what's what and if you have any questions obviously they contact us 
and uh, we answer any questions they have. And uh, pretty much we're becoming like a middle guarantor that this person is fully qualified and they trust the Anacare loans, they trust us. And uh, that's why they're able to give, you know, the 15% down payment. I mean, it's in Armenia, it's, it's really unheard of for a non-citizen, non-person that doesn't live there in order for them to even get financing yeah. to begin with, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So uh, all of this is done remotely, correct? Yes. You don't even yes. have to be there. You don't even have to be Love there. Love it. All the buildings that are in the, in that particular program, they're online, everything is 3D, virtual, you go go check and see, pricing is there, everything is there. There's no, I mean, in our community, a lot of people, I mean, I get a lot of, lot of phone calls in regards to, oh, you know, what if they lied to us, what if this, what if that, and I can't blame them because years ago, it's always, you know, that has been the case, but um, a lot has changed since then. And there's absolutely no way, absolutely no way for that to happen again. So. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely you've been there. You've done all the research. You've gotten your education. You're not just saying this off someone's word. Like, no, you were there on the ground. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I never worked that way. If I, if I don't yeah. experience it, if I don't know anything, I'm never going to speak up about it, period. That's amazing. I have to test it myself. Yeah. I can't wait to hear more about this as more people actually take advantage of this new offer just to see what comes out of this. And also, hopefully, this also uh, boosts the economy in, in Armenia. It, it, it does, and you'll be surprised how many, I mean, the, as far as the real estate economy in Armenia, especially after the war, everybody thought it's going to crash, it's going to go down, complete opposite complete opposite. There are no homes. Like, if something gets listed, if building starts construction, they allow before the ends of financing over there. So by the time they finish, the whole building is sold out. Amazing. It's, it's uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a completely really different world. I it feel is. like in the next it 10 is. years, Armenia is going to be transformed because of people like you that have taken initiative. They they don't just sit here with their um, with the lives they've built here, but going back and giving back. Definitely, definitely. I always say it's not, if you, uh, since the revolution, I was there at the time of the revolution as wow. well. Yes. And uh, uh, everybody was like asking, what can we do? What can we do? And I said, and I always said this, like, I'm like, listen, uh, if you want to, you know, invest in Armenia, this is not the time for you to get money back. You have to invest for the love of the country. Okay, because you're not going to get rich overnight. That's not yeah. going to happen. It's going to take some time. It's going through a process. It's changing. Um, you just have to do for the love of the actual, you know, the country itself. Yeah. I, my love for Armenia didn't start after the war. It's been way, way, way long. I mean, I was, yeah. I was born, born into that. Let's yeah. Just put it for that someone way. who, uh, who actually loves their country. You can't do something this big in two years' time just because there's some kind of political event that, yeah, that no. makes you feel you're an aching towards your people. No, yeah, so no, definitely. No, definitely. And you've been working on this for three years anyway. So when COVID started, um, I, I know we talk a lot about COVID, but it's completely transformed everyone's lives. You're one of those people that decided to innovate. And the way you did it was by going back home and seeing what you could do to not only make your life better here, but the people over there. So I think that's just an amazing story in itself. And also, um, I know that when when the pandemic hit, a lot of people were focused on refinancing. Mm -hmm. So you found a way to make it a purchasing market, not just focused on the refinancing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. amazing. That is literally uh, exactly what we mean here when we always focus and we always talk about innovation. That's exactly what you've done. Well, 
Thank you. I guess and so. I just I just go whatever my intuition leads me. I guess I yeah. just put it that way. So. And that's why you're successful. A lot of people, like you said in, uh, earlier on, mm -hmm. when you were talking about not uh, trying to impress other people or focus on being the woman in the industry, if you focus on those things, if you focus on what you look like to other people, then that takes a lot of energy just to do that and that is and that energy is taking away from what you could do to be more effective and to to do more for yourself for your life to build your business without any questions and not everybody is, is gonna like me and I don't expect anybody to like me at all whatsoever I just do what I think it's the right thing to do some people like it some people don't you know what I mean I don't destroy anybody's family while doing it I don't destroy anybody's uh, 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 companies or you know careers while doing it I just uh, speak what I know it's the truth and if ever anybody disagrees with it more than welcome to you know discuss it talk about it no questions asked but at the end of the day um, you know, I know um, I try to do everything with inte integrity. I know that's a word that a lot of people have forgotten about, but I still try to keep it. At times, it's very difficult for me uh, because I get hurt the most. But yeah. um, again, at the end of the day, I'm very, very strong believer in karma, and I have three beautiful kids, so I can't do things that, you know, I'm not supposed to do. Of course, so. you want to be a role model to your Without own children, not just everyone else that's watching. Definitely. Yeah. Any questions. Yeah, and just focusing on what you just said about um, you're not trying to bring anyone else down. We were talking about competition earlier on, and I know a lot of people, they, they misuse the, the network that they could have around them in the industry. Mm -hmm. They see other people as the competition. So let's talk about how you view others. Others, you mean like as far as the mortgage world goes or the real estate? Like real as estate. Far as, okay. Um, well, my number one uh, focus always has been and always will be, uh, will be my clients. And in our industry, in the real estate and mortgage, mortgage 101, anybody starts as a mortgage um, um, uh, a planner, immediately the first thing they tell them is, oh, contact realtors. Uh, my thing immediately, I, I tell them, concentrate on your skills, concentrate on your uh, education, your knowledge, and then concentrate on your clients. That's my number one thing that I teach all the loan officers that have walked into my office. And uh, unfortunately, very few take that to the heart, very few, because they're all, all about uh, glitz and glamour and all this social media nonsense that people put out there. And um, I don't compete with anybody. Uh, I am always and will always be my worst critic ever. And uh, I am my own competition, so let's just put it that way. And I don't look at anybody else as a competition, not just because, oh my God, I'm, you know, um, this, I don't know who, whatever. No, I just don't, period. That's all there is to it. If, if somebody does 10 times better than me, good for them. You know what I mean? If that's what works for them, let them do that. If I want to be 10 times better than my previous self a year ago, I'll, I'll do that. But I'm not going to look at somebody else and say, oh my God, you know, I have to do better than that person. Yeah. Never yeah. been and the case. And it's such a, definitely a more attainable goal to try, like you said, be your own competition because you not only know exactly what you've done in the past, mm -hmm. you know what to compare yourself to, but you also know what steps you took, what worked and what may not have so that you can take the steps to change 
uh, whatever needs to be adjusted so that next time around you do better, whether it's better than what you did last year or better than what you've done in the last 10 years. Definitely, without any questions. And I think success, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a short-term thing. It's a long-term thing and it's, 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 it's not running to it, it's walking to it. Okay, and just like slowly you get to a, to a place where you, you're just like stable and you're solid. Anything that you, you become very successful very quickly, it doesn't last, period. I don't think it lasts. I just, yeah. just don't think so. Especially no. in real estate, if you have somehow become successful overnight, you do not have the experience or knowledge yet to sustain that because Definitely. you'll be overwhelmed by the amount of work mm -hmm. unless you're hiring 10 assistants on the side and then still basically making an assistant to, salary. It's still not going to work because you need to learn how to manage those assistants. Exactly. And if you don't know your, your, you know, your job, then you're not yeah. going to be able to manage them. So here's, you know, you know that saying, it says it's one thing to become a millionaire. It's another thing to uh, maintain a millionaire, to yeah. stay a millionaire. It's a two completely different things. I could win the lottery today, be have hundred. $50 million. But if I don't know how to keep that and make that, you know, double or triple, I'm just going to go back broke back to where, you know, yeah, I originally started, so to speak. So it's same applies to, 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 I think to any industry, but especially in our industry overall, um, you know, the, the, uh, especially with all the like social media nowadays, uh, all the glitz and glamours are so like ridiculous to me that a lot of people get, um, bite into that thinking oh okay this is the this is this is the life and especially now with the hot market yeah i'm, I'm seeing whatever's happening back in 2008 before the crash 2006 uh, the whole market was again hot again and so every other person was a real estate agent or a loan officer i mean back in the days loans were so easy to do because everything was stated and you would fax an application in the morning and by night you already have approval yeah. and you're signing docs and there has been so much fraud happening as well back in the days that right immediately when the crash happened, 2008, everybody just disappeared. Okay, I'm seeing the same exact thing happening right now. Every other person is a realtor. Every other person is trying to do loans. And nobody's putting the effort in because the market is selling itself. Like, you don't need to, uh, you know, put the hours into it in order for you to sell a house or have a buyer that you're driving nonstop. I used to do real estate when I first started. Um, we used to have uh, Thomas Guide, like the actual map books. Okay. There was no yeah. internet, okay, back in as far as like yeah. Google goes and so on. Yeah. And then Thomas Guide came up um, right like a couple, like a year and a half while I was in it. I used to map out like my road how on to the get front, somewhere. how to get from uh, from this house to the other house to yeah. the other house when we're doing the showings. So now it's just, you know, on your, yeah. uh, I mean, nobody puts yeah. the effort like we did back in the days. And, you know, I'm, 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 I want to see what's going to happen after a year or two when the market is actually going to become tougher. What are those people going to do? You're going to see them drop because nobody's in it for the actual purpose of being in it in a, in a you know, changing lives or and so on. Everybody's in it for the glitz and glamour and for yeah. the money. And the minute market crashes, guess what happens? Everybody disappears. Yeah, I definitely so. have heard of young people who want a second side income. Mm -hmm. And when they see some of the people posting on social media, obviously they're not going to post the the mo most tough days or the tough decisions they've had to, to make or their losses. So they'll naturally say, okay, I'll, and it's also just 32 hours or 36, I don't know how many hours it is to study for the test. So uh, it's something easier to do than get a whole degree, two, three years. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Uh, so I've seen that for sure, but also all of the people that we've had on the podcast, the successful people, the people that actually love what they do have said exactly what you just said, okay. where you're working for other people. You're working for the people, not just for the money mm-hmm. and also uh, just loving what you do. Another yes. important thing, not just loving the check that comes with Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's Definitely. the loving. I mean, we all work for for money, obviously, to support yeah. our families and our you know and ourselves. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, if that money is not earned by you know having integrity and in in a, in a clean and in, in a right way, I don't think I personally I cannot I cannot uh, swallow that. Let's just yeah. put it that way. I have a problem with that. Yeah, and it always comes and bites you. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. So I always, it's, it's uh, for me, uh, you know, uh, again, um, 20 plus years in the, in, the, in the industry, I've seen it all. I've dealt with all pretty much. But I still get surprised that nowadays, especially this past couple of years with all this, you know, pandemic and all the crazy SBA loans and so on and everything like marijuana business and yeah. everything else. It's been, it's been crazy. Um, but I'm, I'm, I still get shocked as far as what extreme that people will go. Um, but, you know, it is yeah. what it is type of a deal. We just have to keep ourselves grounded and just, you know, push it through. Yeah, the things that we've been seeing just over the past two, three years, you wonder how TV is able to be so entertaining. It's because it's from real life. Yes. The things that people do sometimes just for money, mm-hmm. they're willing to sacrifice years of being away from their family yes. just to get that luxury home or the luxury vacation homes, which you don't need. You might need one family home to live in, but all of the other extra things that people do... Priorities have completely shifted. I think um, just people, uh, you know, COVID in the beginning, I think it really helped everybody to shift their perspective. And I mean, a lot positive has come out of COVID, uh, but also a lot of uh, materialistic things came out that a lot of people have been like in their homes for like a year or two. And now they're just like, woo, look at me. You know what I mean? I I mean, personally to me, I've never been into that uh, I think whatever you you do, uh, you know, um, it's for your own self. It's not for everybody to see. Yeah. And um, just end of that, I think your soul, your your being, has to be uh, rich and full of life than just actually materialistic things on putting on top of it. And that's why you see a lot of people who are lonely. There's a lot of families falling apart. There's a lot of cheating happening. There's a lot of, I mean, crazy stuff that I hear. It's, it, it's yeah. crazy. It's mind-boggling to me. And that's the reason why people, I don't think, understand it. But I think that's the reason why, because they're so materialistic. They don't look at, you know, one-on-one. You, you don't have a conversation with anybody nowadays. The minute you see them, the only thing they talk about is just materialistic stuff. And that's, that's the end of it. Yeah. Period. A lot of people ask me, um, I I only have one friend who's around my age Mm -hmm. and uh, the rest of my friends are 10 or more years older than me. Mm -hmm. And then they'll ask me why, or uh, they they just assume I'm boring, Mm -hmm. but it's because I find that sometimes, obviously I can't say this about everyone. I might just be meeting the wrong people, but a lot of times people that are younger, they want to talk about what vacation should we go to? Which bag should I buy? Which restaurant should I eat at? They, sure, that could 
could all be fun. I enjoy all of those things, and I'm willing to talk about it right before we do something fun. Mm -hmm. But then what else? What happens when we have an hour to ourselves and we're just sitting there? Is there going to be awkward silence? Mm -hmm. When when we're not talking about the money, what do you have to contribute to my growth? What do you have so that I can walk away not only feeling happy, but feeling like you've added to whether it's my life, career, you've given me some sort of sound advice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, unfortunately, we don't have that anymore because of, like you said, the glitz and glamour on social media. People are trying to achieve that. But then in 10 years, you might have filled your home with all of these luxury things, but how about inside? You're empty inside. You didn't fill yourself with anything that's worth keeping. Definitely, without any questions. I'm 100% with you on that. And um, unfortunately, those people who you could actually have a decent conversation are becoming less and less and less and less, which is extremely, um, I'll say, sad and uh, frustrating at the same time. But again, it is what it is. You just have to adjust in any given situation. Um, to your own standards, so to speak, not to adjust to the society standards, but to your own standards and just push it through. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I had this one acquaintance. I don't want to call this person a friend, but I had this one acquaintance and I saw her maybe two years after we graduated high school. And she asked me what I'm doing. And I was like, okay, I'm working and I'm also getting my bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh my God, that's so good. I regret so much not applying myself to my studies. You're so lucky that you prioritized your future and it's too late for me. And we're 19 years old. I'm like, what do you mean it's too late for me? Mm -hmm. Like you're taking classes at the community college, continue doing that. And if an education is what you mean, Mm -hmm. that's that. I'm lucky for, you can still do that. Mm -hmm. Or if you need something where you don't need an education, work on that now. You're so young. People change their career at 40 and 50 years old. Mm -hmm. So we have people like that who think it's too late to to change their lives, to do anything with their lives at 19 years old. And then we have people at literally 60, 70 years old who are able to go back into whether it's a master's program, which is very difficult, time-consuming, consumes a lot of money, who are able to go back and apply themselves so all I say to those people, those young people who really think that it's they're past their time, is if you apply yourself now, sure, you might not have fun, you might not have time to go to vacation or anything else that you want to do, but once you finally have, whether it's the career education that you're working towards, now you're making a steady income who is able to buy all of those luxury things? Your friend who was able to afford it through their parents at 17, 20 years old, or now you with your own money, now that you're older, you could do whatever you want. You can take that vacation. If that bag makes you happy, buy that bag. So you have to do like walk slowly, like you said again, walk slowly, don't sprint. And once you walk slowly, you get to that finish line. The, the gifts, the prize at the end is worth it for sure. I'm with you on that. And also, I think that, you know, me being as, you know, a mom, it's extremely important to be, you know, an example for my kids as well. And people need to understand that success, um, it's not something, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's not something that happens overnight, okay? Uh, it, it needs nourishing, it needs, it needs, it needs care, it needs self-care. Um, and um, um, me, again, being as a mom is extremely important for me to teach my kids that things take good things in life, successful things in life, take time, period. 
If something happens overnight, yeah, we go and get excited, this and that, but it's a short term. That's not going to last. Yeah. Step, I think that's because, again, people don't have patience anymore. Everything is instant. Everything is they want, you know, uh, instant. Like if, if, if our internet is a little bit slow, we're like, what's going yeah. on? What's going on? We're losing time, you know? And uh, we are losing time um, on things that are not important. So Yeah, people, people, they've made our life so easy and so accessible with whether it's technology, Siri, uh, Alexa, all of those uh, technology that can we can implement into our lives that all of a sudden you're not used to waiting one minute for something simple. It's all instant gratification. And yes. if you don't get that instant gratification in your career, you just assume that, well, it's, it's broken working. like the exactly. internet. Exactly. It's not working. And, and, you know, if somebody doesn't like whatever you're doing immediately, that means you're not successful. If you don't have this many likes, that means you're not successful. Yeah. I started social media like um, altogether almost like five years ago, six years ago, when nobody out there was doing it, especially in the mortgage industry, was nobody out there doing it. And when I, when I started, I said the first thing that I said with the group of people that I was working at, I said, I'm not doing for clients. I'm not doing for likes. I'm not doing for any of that stuff. And um, I know that, you know, the, the industry itself, like we have to be on social media. That's where we're leading. I need to have my presence there. And I'm going to use my platform for things that are going to be good. I'm not just going to throw things out there just because people want to see that. Yeah. I'm going to say and I'm going to talk about things that people don't, don't talk about. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what I did. And there was a lot of times where like, no, we need to do this. We need to do, I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to post. I have so much content that I didn't feel okay with. I didn't feel comfortable. Never seen an, a, a, you know, a, a, a daylight in order for them to be able to be in the public period. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I did the work. I've, I've created them, but I didn't feel right about it. I said, it's not happening. Yeah. You it's know? not worth compromising your values for a quick like. Definitely. Without any questions. Yeah. And we talk about all of these people, these kids on YouTube right now that there's like, I think an eight year old who made $24 million off YouTube and sure it looks so easy, but even a job that seems so easy, the amount of work I'm sure that not just the parents, but that this kid has to put in to be consistent. This kid might just want to sit down and watch movies one day. He's an eight-year-old child, but no, he listens to his parents. He gets up and he works just like we do every we day. Do, yeah. yeah. So it, it's a lot of work that goes behind even those easy and what seems to be glamorous positions. And it's a lot of consistency that goes behind that success. So even those jobs, people have to understand the, the, what go, what's behind the scenes. I agree with you. And also one thing, when they, when they um, advertise, oh, it's so easy this to do. If it was easy, trust me, everybody would do it. Yeah. Okay, if it was easy. Um, I don't think anything is easy in this life. Nothing that's worth it is easy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anything is easy at this life. If you're going to put the work into it and if you want to get, get something positive back from it, uh, I don't think anything is easy in this life. You know, for but sure. Then, but then you, if you do it with love, if that's something that you love, then it doesn't become a job for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I spend at the office, like I could be, be in the office until two, three o'clock in the morning and I don't feel like I'm working. Then I feel like, oh my God, you have to get home, you know, kids, this, that, you got to be like, they're asleep already, you already said goodnight, but you got to be there in the morning when they wake up. It just doesn't feel like work. I could go yeah. on for hours like that without even noticing that I'm actually working. Yeah. So that's what it is. If you do something that you love, you have to have a reason as to why you're doing it. Okay. And in the mortgage world, 
I'm not going to compare real estate because the real estate is, is not as, as uh, complicated as mortgages. And in a mortgage world, you're dealing with everybody and everybody's looking at you in order for you to close a transaction so everybody can feed off of it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, um, and I think in our industry, all these years, which I've always raised this uh, issue in, in the mortgage industry, for whatever reason, everybody thinks that the mortgage uh, you know, planner is the, it's, it's at fault or something. Thing. Everybody screams at the loan officer instead of saying, hey, if this person doesn't close our transaction, guess what? None of us are getting paid. Yeah. Buyers not getting their house. Real estate agents are not getting paid. Escrow is not getting paid. Title is not getting paid. Nobody's winning. So I never understood the abuse. Yeah, I'm going to call it the abuse because I've seen some stuff that, you know, realtors do to certain loan officers, which is unacceptable. The, the abuse that in our industry, as far as the mortgage planner has taken, I, th I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's, it is a lot of pressure without any questions. And um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, for realtors to, uh, to think that they're the reason why a transaction gets closed or, or the loan officers need to beg them for, for loans, I, I, to me, it's completely hideous. I think everybody should be working together for the level of respect and their professionalism that they have, yeah. period. And um, um, and I think everybody should earn per their work that they put into it. That's it. For sure. I agree with yeah, that 100%. No under the table stuff, none of that stuff. I always say it. I'm not for sale. I'm not about yeah. to pay anybody for them to give me business. Not going to happen. And you come to me for my knowledge and for my professionalism, period. So Yeah, all. and it's very refreshing to hear that because um, most of the people that I've talked to from the podcast, they've been great people, and they also they say exactly what you say, but um, I, I also heard you when you were talking about what there is in the industry, and I compare it to a lot of things that I know in other industries, mm -hmm. whether it's medical or whatever it is. There's just for the love of money, there's a lot of shady business behind closed doors. Yes. So I, I'm sure we see that everywhere, and with a huge transaction, with real estate, that's a lot of money that you're stealing from under people, that people have worked hard towards. I know people that say that um, they don't like listing the address of their property because the second they do, someone will go sneak to, sneak into the, the homeowner and say, what do they offer? 1%? Uh, you pay me yes. 0.7 or whatever yes. it is, yes. and I'll do it for you. And that is so, so disgusting because hello, at the end of the day, when that house is sold and your name is on it, then this real estate agent who you stole from, she sees or he sees your name. They know that you've stolen from them. So what does that do to your reputa reputation? Is that not important for you? Is getting one quick check more important than what people in your industry think of you? I'm hundred. I mean, I'm with you on that without any questions. Again, I think that comes down to the fact that there's integrity involved and then um, um, I think a lot of real I mean because there's so many realtors out there and I mean there's there's a lot of loan officers out there now as well because of the stated programs this that's fixing papers and so on they think they're loan officers they're not loan officers they're just paper pushers that's what I call them and it's not about fixing uh, fixing a paper anybody can commit and do a fraud it's very yeah. easy to do it's quick money. It's just that also it's consumer's job, the client's job to understand what it is. That's also big in our community and that people need to understand if somebody, I had so many situations, oh, somebody's charging 15000 to uh, do a loan uh, and uh, they don't want any documentation. I'm like, um, Whoa. 
Yeah, I'm like, listen to me. Number one, that's committing fraud, and fifteen thousand underneath the table. Okay, wow. let's just put it that way. On top of the loan fees, and then that you're not going to have proof that you paid them if it goes wrong. Exactly, and also on top of that, you can't even do anything if it goes wrong because you're the one who agreed to it. You're yeah. the one who signed it. So they could care less about you. I had so many clients. Like six months down the line, they came to me. They got a thirty-day notice saying that you know either for could pay up full amount or for closing on you for fraud purposes. Oh my God. And yeah. that's the easy way out. Yeah, that's the easy way out. And I always tell them, like, listen, that fifteen, twenty thousand that you're gonna pay for that loan, why don't you pay your taxes? Get a full qualified loan, decent loan, do this, do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I structure, I, I specialize in self-employed borrowers for twenty plus years. I have big investors' accounts that I do, and I literally sit there with the with their CPAs and uh, accountants and I structure their taxes every single year. And uh, um, some people understand it, some people don't. And I think the mentality, especially in our community, the Armenian mentality, oh, if it's under the table, that means it's a good, they got oh, a deal. No. I had so many people been lied to. I had uh, a client back in September uh, of last year when the interest rates were at two point something percent. Um, they bought a house, one and a half million dollar purchase, 20% down. They paid over $50,000 in closing costs with the 5.75% interest rate. Oh my God. All right. So to me, that's, and, and the loan officer, again, I mean, if I really wanted to, I could, I could care less. I couldn't give the name out, but yeah. I just don't want to uh, do that. Uh, hopefully the watching does, they'll, they'll understand that people know. Mm -hmm. And the loan officer is a very known loan officer in the community. Okay, and I'm pretty sure he didn't even know about it. His little minimis that they're trying to pretend yeah. to be loan officers were doing it. They literally charged the borrower over fifty thousand oh dollars to give God. him a one and a half million, uh, you know, purchase with twenty percent down at five point something percent interest rate when the interest rates were at two point something percent back wow. in September. It's insane. Those people have to sell the house right now because they cannot afford the payments. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow, that, There's nothing oh, that, that makes me so mad. Yeah, it's very, very frustrating. I yeah. mean, I understand, um, but I, I, I mean, the loan officer is going to say, hey, the client agreed to it. Yeah. yeah, the client agreed to it, but did they know their, were they aware of their options? Yeah. Did you misrepresent the deal? Exactly. The deal? Exactly. You know, and, and then also I've seen a lot of times that loan offices would push it all the way to the end when their deposit is released, everything is released, and they would put them in a corner. Either you get hard money or you have to do this loan and you have to pay us this much money. Oh my people God. get afraid. They don't know their rights. They don't know the laws. So the people get afraid and they're like, they react to it. I've Ugh. seen so many cases like that as well. I just don't understand how they sleep at the end of the day. Uh, and how the do they continue getting business? If I was that homeowner, I would buy a billboard locally and be like, this guy did this to me. I would host a TED I'm, talk I'm, talking I'm, I'm about this. I'm with you on that. But again, unfortunately, it comes down to the, uh, the, to the, to the fact that people in our, in our community, they don't, uh, you know, Vata Marta, since I like, let me just say it in Armenian. Yeah. They don't want to become that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they don't want to be the bad guy. Exactly. But I think at the end of the day, um, you have to speak up. You have to say, like, enough is enough. Oh, no, mess with my money, and I'll be the bad guy every day. Yeah, but enough <laughs> is care. enough. You know what I mean? Enough is enough. And then, yeah. obviously, and then you have other situations. When you try to do the... I, I mean, I had situations in my life when I did the best for that particular client, you know, yeah. not only for the transaction itself, but I planned their whole financials for years, okay? And then, for whatever reason, outside influence, like you said, people are from the outside talking who are jealous, who say this, who say that, competition. Yeah 
this and that, influence that person thinking I'm doing something uh, otherwise, you know what I mean? And they ended up reacting in, in a wrong way. I had yeah. situations like that. But again, at the end of the day, I have all my proof. I have all my documentation. I could sleep. Yeah. Let them go do That's their most own important. thing and figure things out. Yeah. And the yeah. truth always comes out. Let's be real. If yeah. the, whoever that is, the truth will always come out or they will see the person who said it to them is the bad guy at the end of the day. And they'll know that whatever he said was not credible. At, at, at that point, I could care less. Honestly, yeah. it's 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 when I care that's that you know that's that's when I worry about things. But when I you know I stop caring about it, it's like yeah, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah, no, that's the most important thing, especially once you put yourself out publicly on social media, wherever you have your website. Once people start talking, the most important thing is to just step back, let them say whatever they want. The more haters you have, that means you're up there. You're more successful. Definitely. Without any questions. There's people out there that want the work. how, like, you know, people that you don't know are your biggest supporters than yeah. people that you do know. Oh, yeah. It's very, it's very interesting. Yeah, the so. second you start something, like with me, with the Pocket Network, once I shared it publicly on my social media, I was telling my sister, I'm like, there's a lot of people who always run to me for help, mm -hmm. who always pretend or say that they're my BFF, and all of a sudden, where are those people when you need their support? True. They die. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> pay attention. Pay attention to yeah. that. It's very interesting how, you know, certain people do certain things on social media. I mean, I use it as a as a tool. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes you just have to step back, just pull back completely, and just watch what people do. Yeah. It's very interesting. That's what I've been doing since I got back from the war in Armenia. It was, it was really, really, really difficult for me. It mentally really got to me. And I wish I didn't go, honestly. I really do wish I didn't go. Um, you know, but a um, group of our, uh, us did a big charity work for, for at the time. And it was my responsibility to take it and get it where it needs to go. Yeah. And uh, I could proudly say that we're the only person, the people that actually did that at the time of the war. And... Um, but it was extremely difficult for me. I just, again, I wish I didn't go. Yeah, um, yeah it's traumatizing. It is. It's extremely. It's one thing to be here and to hear or yeah. see it on the video. It was a completely different thing when I got there and the things that I've seen. Yeah. Um, and to look those people in the eyes. Uh, yes. And also, it was, it was very difficult for people to understand it here because they didn't experience it. So I just had to literally just go quiet and just pull myself back. And then as time went by, you know, the news started announcing certain things that I yeah. used to tell them that this is what's happening. They didn't believe me at Everyone the time. always has an opinion yes. when they're sitting comfy in yes. their home with their yes. phone. Yes, exactly. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to pull back. If you guys don't want to listen to it, don't want to yeah. hear it, that's perfectly fine I'm just gonna pull back and just try to heal myself concentrate on myself and then you guys do whatever you need to do and as time went by months went by you know things yeah. came up on the news this that and so on I was like that's exactly what I was telling yeah. you guys like eight months ago especially with politics ago. some people can get really nasty so forget about all of those people the most important thing is just you and your heart you know that you did amazing work for your people and the most important God knows exactly where your heart was what you've done so you will get your reward for that definitely without any yeah. questions there will always be haters whether it's a church channel or a mortgage social media there's it's always given. people out it's there given. it's yeah. given it's given i always uh, i laugh i uh, it's it's um i felt bad for them but at the end of the day i mean it's uh, i mean i just laugh at it and just yeah no uh, i just pray that some of those people also that they open their eyes 
and they stop hardening their hearts because a lot of people just are not ready to hear something and years later they might regret it it might they might have their hearts a little more open but it's too late for that exactly but it's okay it is yeah. what it is. It's okay because your business is doing it is. good. <laughs> it is what it is. So Okay, so let's it. talk about a little more about your business. Okay. So uh, I had a few questions. I texted a few of my real estate friends mm -hmm. and said, hey, like, what would you want to ask her? Mm -hmm. So uh, you already spoke about your onboarding process. When you train loan officers, you say that just know your knowledge first mm -hmm. and then to focus on the clients. Yes. Is there anything else that you find really important in onboarding new talent? The reason as to why they're doing it. Okay. Okay. Because if it's quick money, definitely not the place to work. And uh, we recently moved uh, two months ago, actually, to this beautiful place in Burbank, mm -hmm. right by the studios in Magnolia Park. And um, um, my dream has always been to create an environment where um, it's a it's a it's it's a lifestyle. It's not just a mortgage company because I've never been a regular mortgage company or a regular mortgage planner out there. Um, we'll be doing the grand opening pretty soon, uh, which will be very exciting. And uh, it's when you walk into our, uh, you know, to Anacare Loans, you don't walk into an office building, you walk into a home. I Let's love put that. It that way. So um, I need I need people who actually are in the industry are are, are you know want to come into the industry that uh, want to make a difference. It's a long term thing for them. It's not just for the money purposes. It's not just for the commission, and are not there to count my commissions or my transactions or my clients. I had so many people walk into my office. They're like, oh, and we want to start this. We want to do this. I said, okay, great. Let's do this. Let's start and so on. And the next thing you know, three four days later. They're counting number of phone calls that I'm getting or oh number of goodness. files that I have. And I'm it's like, not your phone calls, yeah, so don't worry exactly. about it. I'm like, you know, for me, they're like, how can we, I want that. I'm like, listen, this is 20 years of nonstop work, you know. But also, I, I'm sorry, look at the door, whose name is on it. I know, but still, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'll do everything and anything to, you know, make sure that my loan officer is yeah. as successful, if not more than I am. That's, their success is my success without any questions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all the work that I put into it, you know, I gave birth to three amazing kids while I was working. I took wow. my files to the hospital. My oh doctor my was going crazy. <laughs> I swear it was with my second one. I was literally funding a loan and my baby was literally coming out. Oh doctor my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold Your on. Your kids on. came out working women too. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, but at the end of the day, again, you just have to do it. That's yeah. what makes you different. Call up that doctor else. and say, hey, do you need to refinance or buy a new home? <laughs> I have actually, yeah. I have. I have purchased a couple of homes. Perfect. Finances. See, that doctor really sees the commitment and Definitely. the quality, Definitely. although we do not recommend that at home. So. <laughs> well, you got to do what you got to do. You yeah. know? It's, um, uh, it's, it's, it's hard work, and um, that's my number one thing as to why they're doing it, yeah. because, again, it's for the money. They're not going to survive. Yeah, so for everyone at home, if you're hearing this, be ready to get real deep on your first day training with Anna. Yes. You have to have the reasons. Go dig deep into your soul before coming on, because if the reason is money, that's not enough. No, it's definitely not not you're not you're not you know it's interesting that you know for all these years I had people I had big teams I had small teams I've created a lot of people came and went and so on and so on and I never felt comfortable enough to announce the people are, that are on my team until actually um, this year which it's been a year and a half 
that I've been fully concentrated on building my team and I have an amazing group of, of people in my team which uh, will be announcing very soon, uh, you know, officially, so to speak. And uh, again, those were handpicked people throughout the 20 plus years that I feel comfortable enough, not only as far as the work aspect goes, their work ethic and their knowledge, but also as far as, as a human being, as, who's, yeah. as who, who you who, can trust, who, who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's really important. To yeah. Move, no, to, I for yeah. sure agree with that because you can have any kid jump on and make a mistake. They might not be that person, but they might make a mistake if they get too caught up in the money. Mm -hmm. But for you to actually have worked side by side with these people and seen firsthand how they work and how they are with their clients as a human, then I think there's real value in that. And you, that is priceless. So your clients will definitely be benefiting from that. And your business will see the benefits of that too. You don't have to work too hard for that. I think business naturally follows you once people see how genuine you are definitely without any questions i get i literally have strangers calling me they're like oh anna we have this loan officer who's doing our loan but can you please check this something for me i know you would tell me the truth wow people that i've never met ever in my life on social media to me just that sentence i could care less if i'm doing the loan or not but just that sentence it means the the world to me yeah just that, yeah. that for alone. people to recognize yeah. that you are honestly there to be truthful yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's yeah. one of the biggest things, I think, as far as being trained and joining our, our teams. So. Yeah, the biggest compliment. Yeah. And when you're training these uh, people, whether it's the people that work directly mm -hmm. for you, um, or if you're getting phone calls, do you have any sales scripts that you give them? Or um, how does that work? Never been a believer in sales scripts and never will. I could have guessed that answer. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Because like this conversation, like I yeah. said, I don't want to know the questions. We yes. just have to do it as we go along. Because you can't have a, have a script and talk to every other person is different. Every other person's situation is different. Yeah. What sales script is going to help you to you know, approach, uh, talk to them. Like it's, uh, people are going to, people are going to uh, know immediately. They might not understand it, but that feeling inside, their gut feeling is always going to tell them something is not right. Of course. So I always tell them, if you don't know something, be honest, say, Hey, I'm new in the business. I've been there. You know what I mean? I was back in the days there used to do cold calls. There was no internet. There was no social media, none of that stuff. You just have to pick up the phone, get a name and a phone number, pick up the phone and get a transaction, so to speak, you know, but uh, I understood that being honest and extremely straightforward with them, they appreciate that. Of you course, know, and they yeah. will give you a chance. One of my uh, uh, team lead assistant, my, my personal assistant, and also a team lead uh, uh, for processing, Arabic walked into my office over a year ago. And uh, Brian, she came to this country literally a, a year prior to that, lived in Washington, D.C. She was an intern from Armenia. And um, uh, her English was really rough. And I sat her down. I said, do you know how to do this? She said, no. I'm like, do you know how to write professional emails? She said, no. I'm like, do you know how to do this? That? She's like, no. I said, great, you're hired. And she looked <laughs> at me with her eyes like, who's this crazy person? I said, because of the fact that you, you were honest with me, just for that fact, I'm going to hire you because guess what? I'm going to train you and you're going to be the yeah. best thing out there. Not just the honesty, but I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but if someone doesn't have these uh, preconceived notions of what the job is, isn't it easier to train them to show them what the right way is to do the work? True, but some people are lazy and they will not yeah. take, and some people, their egos are so big that they will not take any criticism. You know what I mean? Yeah. They will not be thinking, and I, and I always tell everybody, listen, nine to five, it's work. There's nothing personal. 
None whatsoever. You know what I mean? If it's work, it has to do with our clients. It's it's extremely important. My ego, your ego is out the door. Yeah, I'm not okay? here to baby you. Definitely make not. Make you feel better definitely about the not. mistakes you're making. Exactly, definitely not. And I allow them to make mistakes, but if we correct those mistakes and then you make them again, that shows that you're not paying attention and you could care less. Guess yeah. what? And you're playing not with people's money. Place. Time and money. I think time is more important than the money situation yeah. because when people actually understand that time is money, that's when you realize that it does. it's the same thing. It yeah. really doesn't matter. And let's so. be real. At the end of the day, they're playing with your name too. It's your name on the door. Yeah. It's the, the buyer, when they talk about it, they're not just going to say the name of the loan officer. They'll say, I went to Anna Car Loans and mm-hmm. this is what I dealt with. Definitely, without any question. I always tell this as well. And I said, I always tell them, I'm like, look, I got your back 1,000%. I'll never let anybody, you know, to, because you have some, you have some crazy clients who yell at people who try to use their thing to, to, I call it abuse because I think that's a very abusive behavior and to all that stuff. I always tell them, look in front of them, you have my hundred percent support, but I know if you messed up, guess what? It's not going to be okay on our, in the the background, let's just put it that way. It's not going to be okay. You guys have to answer to every single thing that you guys do. And thank God in my company, I have a system built that everybody knows exactly what their responsibilities are. And if anybody is lacking somewhere, it shows up immediately. And then as a team, what the other person catches it, we all try to fix everything together. That's amazing. So, that's yeah. that's truly a safe place for you to grow professionally. Definitely. It's yeah. not somewhere where they're going to try to hide their mistakes so that they get ahead or that they're on your good side, but they will be more transparent in that way and grow from these mistakes. Yes, without any questions. And yeah, it's extremely important. Without, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, another thing really important, I already know this because of social media. I know you don't love social media that much, but... No, I love social media. I think it's amazing. But if you use it for the right purposes, you know what I mean? I think it's great. So according to the doctors of real estate on TikTok, Uh um, so you pre-authorization, pre-approval, that's the most important thing, especially Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. So for for that, uh, how long does that take? Um, How do you, or or even how do you train um, your, your loan officers to be able to communicate how important that is to a first time or or any time home buyer well here's the thing i do things a little bit differently than all the other loan officers out there i always ask for all the documentation i literally pre-underwrite the files my uh, my turn time for underwriting is day and a half when it goes wow. to underwriting i get clear to close within a day and a half or two days maximum wow, that's amazing yes it is amazing and again that's years and years of system and training and um um, what I do, I collect all the documentations from, from the get-go. We do verification of employments. We do everything from the front. I don't let anything get missed until the loan, you know, I don't submit and then hoping I get an approval and then figuring out conditions. No, my lo- my, my transactions have two or three conditions. Uh, when, when I get a conditional approval, I have two or three items on it maximum, no more than that. If we have more condition on it, that means that was not a clean file that was submitted. I have a problem with that, you know, processing and everybody else needs to discuss that as to why that was not submitted properly. Yeah. So... 
and it's extremely important that you do all your homework beforehand. So the underwriting process, it's quick and easy. It's very clean. You don't have to worry about it. So when I take a file in, that's why you always hear it. If Anna said she'll do it, that means she'll do it, period. That's exactly how it works. If I don't look at everything else, I don't provide a pre-approval letter. And you see, you have a lot of realtors, especially the newcomers in the industry, where they think like, oh my God, no, we need a pre-approval now. We need it now. We need it now. No, that's not how it works. Just relax, calm down. You're much rather be 24 hours later or two days later than for, than for you to submit an offer. Next thing you know, you guys get offer gets approved, escrow is open, and then you have trouble in, yeah. in, in the middle of it and you can't close the transaction. Especially in today's purchasing yes. environment. Yes. So I always say that it's better to do all your homework from the get-go, from the beginning, and then so there's no surprises down the line when you open escrow and then, you know, hey. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get blamed. <laughs> exactly. It's always the yeah. loan officer's fault. Yeah. It's always the loan officer's fault for whatever reason. But, but yeah. It it's easier it to blame someone else. That's the reason. Yeah, because we're the person that and, uh, takes everything to the end. You know what yeah. I mean? We're the one that actually makes everything happen. So who are they going to blame? Yeah. So, but again, I created a system that everything is so transpa transparent that everybody knows exactly what's happening and it's live updated with all the realtors and so mm -hmm. on. We have a special app. It's Anna Carolone's uh, app that it's been over five, six years that I had it, that nobody again in the industry had it. And it's been challenging to get people used to using it. Yeah. And it's a live update. Everybody gets updated. So there's no eliminates phone calls, eliminates, you know, clients yeah. asking questions and realtors. It's great for realtors because they're able to get pre-approvals right convenient. away. Yeah, they're able to get pre-approvals right away once the client is uh, pre-approved. And again, it's extremely crucial to go through the pre-approval process before opening escrow or, you know, yeah. uh, uh, writing an offer. So. Yeah, I've been seeing all these memes on these real estate uh, accounts uh, where it's like the, the real estate agent is so upset or like they, they'll just immediately ignore you if they find out that you don't have the pre-approval. Pre -approval. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's the, I think it's the right thing to do. And then also the client themselves. I, again, I think that's portion of it. Realtor is, is, is responsible for it because why are you showing them properties? Why are you sending them properties if they don't, they're not fully pre-approved? Yeah. yeah, you know what I because mean. Because you never know what if they get pre-approved for such a small amount that you should be showing them different properties. Definitely, definitely. And I think that's another thing that realtors do, which I don't think it's the right thing to do. You know, if you're approved for seven hundred thousand dollars and then you send the client a nine hundred thousand dollar listing, yeah. obviously it's going to be a better home than a seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars. You know what I mean? Like, why are you playing with the clients? Yeah, you're just going like to break that? their heart with what they end exactly. up settling exactly. settling for. Exactly. I don't yeah. think I don't think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, of course. And then. And um, with realtors, I know that uh, a lot of realtors, they love talking about first-time homebuyer programs. Do, do you have any favorites or anything new that you want to discuss? What's a first-time homebuyer program? Have you guys ever questioned that? I'm questioning you now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, I always... Um, it's interesting, and it's. I always watched all these loan officers making. Oh, it's a first-time homebuyer program. They make it sound it. like one thing. Yeah, but no, that's that's yeah. not what it is. Uh, first-time homebuyer program on conventional loans. It's anybody that is, you know. You could purchase a house today, purchase another property three three months down the line mm -hmm. as your primary residence. If it's an upgrade, it, I mean, what's 
What's, what does that mean? Like, it's the same, it's the same uh, qualification process. It's the same guideline. There is no uh, down payment, uh, you know, uh, uh, discrepancy or none of that stuff. Only thing that considers the first time when it comes down to FHA loans. Okay. FHA is if you purchased it, you know, if you, if you haven't purchased the property in three years, you're considered their first time home buyer. But it's, FHA is a horrible loan altogether uh, because of the mortgage insurance is on top and your front end, back end, and so on. And you cannot get out of mortgage insurances unless you refinance it. So that's, that's another extra cost to the borrower. Uh, you know, I've seen so many loan officers lie about mortgage insurances out there. It's, it's, it's crazy to me. They go through refinance processes without telling the client that you, if you have a conventional loan with the mortgage insurance, you don't have to refinance it. You could just call them my company and get yeah. remove the mortgage insurance. You know, but they lie to them. They refinance them just for the purpose of reducing hundred something dollars a month. And they, you know, extra six, seven thousand dollars of closing costs, oh new escrow. God. There's so much that that goes on, and um, it's very unfortunate. Um, but again, uh, the the first time I, I had so many questions about that. When you do your taxes, the first the first home that you buy that year, you, you could get you know, the expenses of tax. So you deduction. could do that every year, though. No. Um, depends, in, unless you because that it has to be your primary residence. Okay. When it's an investment it. property, that's a completely different yeah. brackets and so on that falls into. But again, there's no such a thing as a. Um, there's again, so many clients have heard that been lied to. Oh, it's a first time home buyer mm -hmm. program, that's why you're able to do yeah. the stated deal or the VOE program. No, Yeah, no a lot of people, when they talk about this, they make it seem like you get down payment assistance or you're able to put in a much smaller down payment, and they don't exactly say what the other consequences or what's attached to that. Well, you could put a low down payment on any transaction. You could buy five properties and still yeah. put a low down. If you buy a condo and then five months down the line you purchase another property, a house, that's an upgrade. You could purchase that as your primary. You could still go with 5% or 3.5% down payment or 10% yeah. on jumbo transactions. So the key is as long as it's your primary it's residence. It's your primary and it's an upgrade, yeah. so to speak. You know what I mean? So that, that whole first-time buyer, I think they just, it's just a verbiage that people use to attract clients yeah. without explaining to them to the yeah. fullest as so to what it's it is, more of a marketing ploy definitely okay yeah, that makes questions. sense yeah and then um so for appraisals and waivers how mm -hmm. do you guys work with uh with those professionals i'm a direct lender so we okay. have our own amc that we appraisal management company that okay. we use and we order our own, own appraisals and so on when we do when we get appraisal waivers we do um you do run a, a, a du or an lp desktop underwriting that determines based on the value if it's uh you know if fanny or freddie has that uh in a neighborhood they have enough information based on the property address and the value that you're estimating is close to whatever they have already in their system yeah they will automatically give you the waiver on it okay, okay. and um if you overprice it, obviously, it would require, require an appraisal. I, I think you just have to play with the numbers a little to see how it works. Mm -hmm. And um, I personally, regardless of the market, never had any issues with the, with the appraisals whatsoever. Yeah. So. And uh, right now, with the market, with people putting in offers much more mm -hmm. than asking, um, does that just come out of the down payment, or how does that work with... Well, that, the the uh, about a year and a half ago, there was a big couple of months that we had really big issues in the market because the properties would not appraise, or if they were higher purchase pr uh, price properties that were sold in the area, 
because the system didn't update yet, so a lot of information was not showing. So you would have the discrepancy a lot. It took a yeah. couple of months, and now it has readjusted that, okay. you know, uh, the, the gap is not that much anymore like it was before. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then if, if it's purchased, obviously, if it's if it's overpriced, whatever the difference is based yeah. on the price value, buyer needs to bring in on top of their down payment into escrow. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so and then for um, for pre-qualifications, do you have like a checklist that you give people that you onboard? Yes, we always have a, a have a, a need list that goes out to the client. It tells yeah. them exactly what they need. It's just a couple of things, tax returns, pay stubs, if they have mortgage, obviously mortgage statements yeah. and uh, insurance declaration, their ID. And we have a 100% secured fully online application that they go in there, just very basic information that they complete. They, they, they submit it through the online system, even the document they could always submit it through the online uh, portal as well or email it to us, whichever way works for them. And uh, it's uh, after we receive all the documentation. People need to understand one thing when it comes down to us, to, to Anacare loans, that um, um, I don't just take information over the phone and say, hey, you told me this, 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 this is what you qualify for. 99.9% yeah. of the time, the information that the client gives you over the phone, and if you go based off of that, it's never it's matches the actual yeah. documentations that they provide. Yeah, you can ask me how much I made last year, and I could never give you an exact answer. But besides that, not only an exact answer, every transaction, every taxes, they're completely different. And you'll be surprised how many loan officers don't even understand how to read taxes how to understand them, and they don't know guidelines how to structure them. I had a client that just because the loan officer was not aware of how to structure a, a loan, uh, meaning the guy knowing guidelines and how to read taxes, they put him on a stated loan. The borrower was fully qualified for a conventional wow. loan. You'll be surprised. Yeah, it just shows that you really, really need to find someone who's educated on their job. They yes. really need to know what they're doing. Um, and if, if you can't do that research, then you better be able to know all of this on your own, know exactly what you're going in for. Without any questions, and I want to want to mention one thing which is extremely important. Uh, clients need to be aware of this. This is happening a lot. Uh, it is illegal for a realtor to tell you that you have to go with their loan officer and vice versa. Okay, yeah. it is illegal. It's your choice. You could choose whoever they want. You want to choose, and I had so many again clients that came tell me, "Hey, Anna, they told us if we don't go with their loan officer, they're not going to give us the listing." That oh is illegal. God. That is That's illegal. That's just to, to make do. more money as a group. Yes, yes, that is illegal to do. 100%. Yeah, you can recommend. There's nothing wrong with recommending, but to actually tell a client, there's no way you could do anything else. Yes, and to tell them if you want the house, you have to go yeah. with this loan officer That's oh or, or vice versa. If you want yeah. that house, you have to go with our realtor. When people ask me for a referral, I give them a few names. I'm like, you guys pick and choose. Some prefer female, some prefer you know, a male, some prefer young, some prefer older, whatever, whatever works for you guys. You guys go pick and choose whoever you want to work with. You, you know? would think people would be afraid with Google. I could simply Google that question, and it would probably tell me the answer within 10 seconds. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll be surprised. There's so many things that you would think people will not do because of everything is so accessible. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, um, again, it's from our community that uh, even clients think just because it's under the table, it's something Some kind of good. a deal. Yeah, it's some yeah. kind of a deal. It's Ugh. not. It's not. Yeah. And speaking more on accessibility, uh, with your app, you said that clients are able to fill out these applications for pre-approval just from home. Mm -hmm. Everything is remote. Everything oh, is remote. Oh, my God. So you were prepared for this even before the pandemic yes. hit. Yes. I yes. bet that made it so much easier to transition to work from home. 
Definitely, and I travel a lot because yeah. of the charity work and everything that with Armenia, I travel a lot, so I have access to everything. Physically, I don't need, I could be anywhere in the world and work. I don't I need to it. be anywhere, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't need to be stuck at the office. Yeah, you know, I which. think the success of your company is definitely attributed not just to, for the communication that you obviously have, that you're very transparent and you're communicating with your employees, but also all of these checklists that you have in place to, to balance, to make sure that people know what they're supposed to do in order to achieve the result that uh, that you're looking for. So a lot of that is with the guides and also just the, the technological innovations alone, yes. not just with the, the um, pre-approvals, but also being able to get financing in another country, just sitting at home. That is amazing. So yeah. congratulations Thank on that. You. It's Thank very you. apparent, all of the steps that you've made um, that have attributed to your success, all the hard work and consistency that you've put into it. And especially, like, I know you say you don't want to use being a woman as uh, some kind of a tool, but it definitely, especially 20 years ago, must have been so difficult. So congratulations on that. Congratulations on doing all of this while being a mom. You really are someone to look up to, someone that I look up to, and I think other women in business really should. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I thank really, you so really much for coming it. today. I thank know you. we thank took you away from your night me. with your no, kids. No, 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 it's perfectly okay. Thank you. Thank for you so much. Me. And we I definitely want it. you back. I'm down. So I'm, I'm inviting down. you officially right now <laughs> before the end of the podcast. <laughs> I am fully I'm down and uh, yeah. So perfect. I'm excited. Thank you perfect. so much. Perfect. And for everyone appreciate at home, it. men and women, I feel like uh, you were as inspired as Anna. If you weren't, rewind and watch it all over again because you missed something. And remember, you can implement these changes because change begins at home.